This is it. Omega. Yes. Winged Angel. Kenny did it. One. He did it. What? What? What the hell did Don Callis do? <laughs> what are you laughing about? He's got a mark on his head, courtesy of the Blackpool Combat Club. What's he doing? Don Callis has told us for years he considers Omega family. And Moxley. No. No. No winner of this match. John Moxley. Talk about a shocking turn of events. Don Callis. Welcome back, you marks. It's me, the Professor Mark Fantasia. Thank you guys for joining us, as you guys do each and every week on iTunes, Spotify, Poppy, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe, like, and share. I'm ready for this week, and I know that you guys are too, and that's why you're here, because we are going to be talking, well, the new World Heavyweight Championship Tournament Finals that we now know is... Well, of course, between AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. We will also be talking a little bit about a couple of returns on Dynamite. We'll be talking about the Monday Night Wars. And dear Lord, ODM introduced me to a movie this week. We'll just say that. Um, Shit. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that later. I'm a little freaked out, to be honest with you. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of, I'm sure his, his ears are ringing. Hey, guy. Speaking of ringing, I wish I had a bunch of musical bells lined up so I could play a polka. La, 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 la. <laughs> Fucking Bobcat Goldflake. <laughs> Very few, few things in your movie that have actually made me go, okay, all right, it's Bobcat. I'm all right with it. Oh, but I Mr. T wait. playing with some dolls. <laughs> And shit like that, that's a little bit... There's so many things. We'll get to it. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't want to. I almost hope you hated it. I almost hope you hated it. Just to get your reaction. (laughs) Fuck it. We're scrapping the rest of the show. We're just talking about the movie. (laughs) Just movie of the week. That's it. We're done. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) We'll get there. I promise you. Uh, What's funny is that, swear to God, the ending, I feel like... Maybe I've seen, it was like, you know, back in the day when you had HBO and you were waiting for a movie to, to pop right. on. Yeah. And you're like, well, I can't fast forward. I just got to watch the rest of this shit. Right. The ending of the movie, I actually remember seeing. Mm. Little bit-ish. But now I took it all in and we'll get there. Uh, but let's get into some news. Uh, one of the very first things that I want to get right into and I want to talk with you about is, so... I man, I, I played a, a gig on Mother's Day. Nice. You texted me on Mother's Day. Um, I've never played a Mother's Day gig in my entire life, uh, but a country club asked me to play, and 
Oh, good money. And it was fantastic. I had a good time. Um, I actually, I was like, I had way too many chicken nuggets before walking into this place. I could just, I was <laughs> paranoid as balls. Uh, but the, it, while I was there, you texted me, did you see Matt Hardy's Twitter got hacked? And I said, well, I can't wait to, to get into the show. Um, is it him? Was he drunk? I get back into his so. grape eating I'm, mode. I'm I am going to say no because I've got some screenshots here. I can't wait to read them. I this will almost to me reading the very first one makes it seem like there is no way in hell it was Matt Hardy. Just so you know, I didn't even Google this. I didn't look into it. What's crazy is there were there's certain websites I go to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a big headline, but I once I you know kind of did a little bit of a. A glance, I could see some things, but I actually have not heard one tweet at all. So please lay it on me. All right, you ready? I'm going to start with the first one. There's a few of them, so just let me finish because the last one's fucking the took the cake. Because whoever did this, do you want me to hold in my reaction? No, you can laugh. You can laugh. Just let. I'm just going to finish them all. I'm just going to blast through them. Ready? First one. Should I leak the DMs of my wife at Rebby Hardy saying the N word? Let me know, y'all. I love my fellow black ninjas. Much love at King James. Next one. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. What? Okay. Me and Jeff's Jesus, beef, move on. Me and Jeff's beef was real. He fucked my wife because I made fun of his wife for having a yeast infection. Hashtag it's true. That stupid fucking sexual assaulting pedo Vince McMahon is a fraud and stole $2 million from me. Go back to touching little girls, you stupid old freak. Shit, if I was Edge, I would have That one actually Le- may have been him. Yeah. Shit, if I was Edge, I would have fucked Lita too, not going to lie. Ha, 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 Matt Hardy, get deleted, ho, ah, ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hardy had hardcore midget porn in his bookmarks. <laughs> then... Sorry, everyone. I got hacked, but I have since regained access. Sorry for all the vulgar tweets messages in the past few hours. I'll be removing them and restoring my account back to normal. Right after that, psych, bitch, it's still me. You ain't getting this shit back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck me. That may be the best thing ever. Psych, you ain't getting it back. Oh, 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 my God. That's a literal, like, sit there with some popcorn and just watch his shit, un- like, unveil. That's amazing if you're like, oh, he's back. All of a sudden, psych! <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. I was that the end of it? One. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Wow. There might have been more. That's what I had screenshots of. Oh, my God. I'm at a loss of words. Uh, that's yeah. That's a hack. Oh, yeah. I'll say it's a hack. That's not that's not drunk random messaging from him. No. If it is, someone needs to get checked into rehab immediately. Right? Oh, good stuff. Oh, way to start the day off. All right. Let's see. What else you got for news here? All right. So this is, uh, so there was a, uh, it's called the For the Love of Wrestling. It was a convention in Manchester, England. And one of the participants of that festival was Jungle Jackoff. That's going to be his new name. 
uh, based on some of the things that have come out. Now, some of it's been on the dirt sheets. Some of it, uh, I heard them talk about fan experiences uh, on the Cornette show. So one of them was uh, a fan wrote into Cornette show saying that, you know, he bought the the whole fan experience package, right? So you get a picture, you get a, a an autograph, and you can do like a voice note, right? Because there's so many fucking wrestling podcasts that it's actually built into the price where you can get them to say, hey, this is Jungle Boy, and you're listening to the top of wrestling. Not that we want him anyway, but... Like those uh, cameos. So apparently he goes up, he gets the picture, he gets the... Yeah, so he got the picture, he got the autograph, but he refused to do the voice thing, the voice recording. And uh, apparently uh, Jungle Jackoff's fucking handler at the time for the convention said uh it's actually part of the package and jack's response was well i'm never coming back here again and just started playing on his phone now again reported from a fan so take it for what it's worth <laughs> on top of that he was doing a q a with ruby soho and i think it was anna J. he uh, was asked some questions what would be the match you'd watch before dying if you were about to die what match would you watch it's similar to, you're probably familiar, the Desert Island game. Right? You're on a desert island. What three movies <laughs> oh, would you bring? I thought you were going to say, books? I swear to God, I thought you were going to say it was similar to the answer that uh, Cameron gave on Tough Enough, which was Melina versus Alicia Fox. Gotcha. No. Uh, almost worse. His answer was so insightful, it was, well, if I'm about to die, I'm not watching wrestling. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Jesus. Oh, no, wait. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it gets better. What does it take to become a pro wrestler? Just don't do it. What the fuck? Oh, wait, it gets better. Who inspired you to be a wrestler? Oh, I saw a video of Marco Stunt on YouTube. Yeah. No. Stop. Yeah. Get the fuck out oh, of here. So I... I, I think that was just a smart-ass answer, but the, the fact of the matter is he never answered the question. He just said that and left it at that. Then he's asked about, uh, you know, what about a potential program with, you know, this guy, with this guy, with this guy? Who do you want to face? <clears throat> and then they said, well, what about, uh, what are your thoughts about a potential program with Punk? We'd have to see. I don't know. Dynamite answer, Monty. <laughs> um, let me ask you this one. Do you think in any possibility maybe he's going to turn heel? Nope. I think he's that much of a daft idiot. And I say that based off of right, the sorry, last quote that I have. <laughs> he says uh, he was asked to uh, oh, take advice more? from backstage. Yeah, when you're piecing together these matches, like who do you work with? And his response was, I guess I like to talk to people. I used to like to talk to Luchasaurus a lot. I feel like working with him a lot. He's kind of really knew my style and I guess what I was good at and what I was looking for. I think there's a lot of people, I think, who don't. What the fuck? I think everybody thinks of wrestling kind of differently. And I don't think right before you go is the best time to start talking to Billy Gunn, who hates Canadian destroyers. So I kind of talk to people within my kind of vein, just trying what I'm doing for the day. Okay. Moron. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> okay. So are you saying that he, uh... <laughs> he would ask Luchasaurus for advice? That's like me going, hey, Joe, let me ask you. Uh, 
how does the podcasting, how do I sound? You know what I mean? Like we're together on this thing. We're only at the same level together. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, well, the empty headed fuckhead Adam hangnail that won't take advice from any of the uppers. This dude over right. here is just saying, I just asked my tag team partner only because I want him to tell me what I want to hear. Right. The difference is, it's a, it's a very good analogy. The difference is we'll be honest with each other because we want to get better. So we'll take the constructive criticism. Apparently he doesn't. It's just do a flip here, do a flip there. And I did cry. I did cry that time. <laughs> Moving on. What other news do we have here? Oh, all right. So this is, this is me, actually. I'll take this one. I, I, I okay. won't really, you know, dive. I want you to actually, if you have more information on this than I do, that would yeah, be fantastic. But I just, now it's a fact that at Night of Champions, which it's funny because I just heard it, this long rant. It's the first Night of Champions since 2016. Ago. They've been doing this shit every year. No, they called it Clash of Champions for the last couple of years ago. Oh, bite me. In the words of Eric Bischoff, bite me. Um, But at the next event, which is May 26th, I believe, in Jeddah, which is Saudi Arabia, that is going to be the first time that we see not only Kevin Owens, but also Sami Zayn step foot in Saudi Arabia. Do you have any reason finding out why? Is it like, well, you made me a champion. I made a event at WrestleMania, I guess, you know. (laughs) Fuck, I guess I I have some morals and then I don't. That would would be the easy answer for sure. Uh, The only thing that I saw is that apparently diplomatic uh, conversations or talks between Syria, which is where Sami Zayn's descendancy is, uh, have resumed with Saudi Arabia. So there is some diplomacy happening now as opposed to them just being enemies, I guess. So it sounds like diplomatic relations have resumed. They may not be where Sami Zayn or a lot of people want them to be, but it's like, okay, we're talking shit out. It's not just hostile, so I'll show up. I'd still be sketched out as fuck, because who's to say they just won't snatch his ass up and be like, peace, bitch. Enjoy your hole. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? Where do you want to start? The last piece of news, ugh, this one kills me because I'm like, the last thing I feel like he did in the ring was probably tag teaming with Matt Riddle, mm-hmm. and I don't want that to be the way he goes out, but Randy Orton apparently has been told by doctors reportedly that he should never wrestle again. I mean, you know, taking the RKO on your own back, neck, and shoulders all the time. I mean, or not taking, but giving. Mm -hmm. You're still giving yourself a a hard drop. And he's been a hard wrestler, stiff wrestler. And I don't mean like a shitty stiff wrestler. I mean, he wrestles real. He takes the hits. He wants to make it look right. I'm not shocked because... It's kind of like Edge, the wear and tear, you know. Um, I'm not sure if you've read, but, you know, Edge had said, you know, his he doesn't have the wrestling callus bumps that you normally would. You know what I mean? Like where if you're taking him every day, you don't feel it. Someone like Gordon, he did kind of drop off a bit 
from taking a lot of wrestling bumps because he was working <laughs> The Fiend and then Alexa Bliss and then became tag partners with Matt Riddle. He's at a lighter schedule and his body is probably starting to catch up with itself. And while being gone during this whole time, now doctors are saying that he should be done. Now, I have two questions for you, ODM. First, what would you do if you're Randy Orton? You know, do you just do it? Or do you at least have a retirement match? Second, is this a semi? And I have to always ask, is it a work of some form? You know, we hear he's not medically cleared and all of a sudden he just shows up tonight on Raw. Uh, I'll start with the second one first. I think, I don't think it's a work at all. Uh, okay. I, I think he's definitely banged up and it's one of those things where they're just like, you know, if I were him, it's tough because, you know, we don't know what it's like to be a wrestler. So we don't know how easy it is to give it up. But, you know, having said that, I think that I would just retire. Fuck it. He can't be hurting for money, you know, unless he just hasn't no, managed no, it well. No, I think he's probably know? good. Uh, and I definitely would try to do a retirement match. Just gear up for it. You know, you show up for a month or two just doing promos. You know, maybe take a bump during a segment here or there. You have your retirement match and you go out like that. Put somebody over. All right, well, let's just quickly ask who do, who would he face if that was happening. Should be a younger guy. Austin Theory would be a good one. God damn it. I fucking hate Austin Theory. Jesus. Yeah, but, yeah, that's the whole point. I hated Kevin Owens when I first saw him. That's the whole point. You're an idiot. You're supposed to hate him. No, you were a mark back then. That was your problem. Yeah, well, you're, you're a like, mark now. You're like, John Cena's the U.S. champion. You're the one. He shouldn't lose to <laughs> Kevin Owens. <laughs> Boo. Were you the motherfucker that was at the ringside next to Brock Lesnar and jo- uh, John Cena's match? No, I wasn't. You're the, you're, but you're the one that thinks that everything's all work these days. So who are you calling Mark? Mark. You know why? <laughs> I was there one time. <laughs> Don't tell me I was there. Still amazing. All right, <laughs> let's get into the top moments of the week. Not like we had many, nope. but let's break down at least the tournament of the new champion to be crowned at Night of Champions, which we all know, again, is Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. First, <laughs> did you watch any of it? No. Okay, so... Monday night, I had some time because, okay, fam, pal, we didn't have to work with each other on Monday because you had things going on, as did I. So I had it on in the background. I was like, all right, I'll just I'll put it on for a little bit. I you know, was able to stream it. Opening match. First, Cody comes out, talks for like five to ten minutes, and then Rollins comes out. Bro, I cannot tell you and or stress how much this bothered me. Rollins comes out face-to-face with Cody for a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He gets in the ring. Arms out. Jesus on the cross. Whoa, 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 whoa. So then they go, let's tell you how this all led to this. And all of a sudden it's showing a goddamn video package of how first these three men should be involved. And then it first gives you a package. I think about one was about uh, Shinsuke. Maybe the second one was about Damien Priest and showing his uh, backlash moments. 
I could be absolutely wrong on the, on the time on this, but I could also not be too far off. 8.20, maybe the bell rang between this triple threat match, maybe 8.25. Sounds about Rollins right. was in the ring at like 8.07. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm saying like he was out there yeah. for a long time just standing around, and I go, what the fuck? <laughs> I was hoping. I'm like, all right, look it. The matches are... In that triple threat. Now, last week, as we had this uh, recording, we didn't know when we recorded what the matches were going to be. And the triple threat matches on Monday were Rollins, Nakamura, and Damian Priest. And then Finn Balor, Cody Rhodes, and The Miz. Or The Miz. I said, if they, when they were opening with Rollins, Nakamura, and Priest, if you pull the trigger and let Nakamura win this here. Because I thought, man, wouldn't Nakamura versus Baylor be just the shit for this championship? I'm going to pay attention to the end of this match. If Seth Rollins wins this shit, it's him and Cody at the end of the night. I don't care. And Rollins wins. Because we know Cody's not winning the title, as we already stressed last week. Now, yes, Rollins did win. But Cody didn't. The hits. Did you see the hits between Damian Priest and Shinsuke Nakamura? I'll take a one-on-one match between them, please. Nice. That sounds like it would be good. Look at Damian Priest. He is just starting to impress a lot of people with everything that he did with Bad Bunny. But, man, the dude's been around a long time. Punishment Martinez. I loved him in Ring of Honor. Uh, And I'm sure you've seen a lot of pictures of him when he was like, Big. Like 250, yeah, yeah, like real chubby-looking guy. Mm -hmm. And now what he looks like, I'm not even afraid to say this. I watched Priest and Bad Bunny again. I watched it one more time all the way through. And God damn, I am... Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Whoop! Oh. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know what, what the words are, but I whatever it is, I'm in love with that song. I texted you. I go, bro, I'm really obsessed with this Bad Bunny song. It, it <laughs> but anyway, now let's also get into what else happened on Monday night because not only did Rollins end up defeating the uh, Nakamura and Priest, he we also had Baylor end up winning, defeating. Rhodes and Miz. And then later on, Rollins ends up beating Baylor. As soon as I saw who it was, I was like, nah, it's not happening. They could maybe pull the trigger and go Baylor and Styles. I was giving everything I could at this point, but, you know, me being a mark. <laughs> I mean, you got to figure, I mean, I've been, I think we both are in the camp of they're going to give it to Rollins. Hundred percent. Well, we'll find out. So, but the main reason that Cody Rose didn't win is because Brock Lesnar showed up and F five Cody Rose through the announce table and said, "I want to fight. I want to fight. I want to fight." You want to fight? Like I'm pretty sure he wants to fight Cody Rhodes. Yeah, that's what he said like 18 times. And then of course Rollins ends up beating Baylor. But did you see the big return of Skeletor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even the one. That's not even my joke. I'm giving you the fucking credit. That was yours. 
<clears throat> I feel like Becky Lynch, every time she comes back after her extended absence, she's lost more weight specifically in the face. Like, like just, yo, she... Karen Carpenter, you can eat when you're on break. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that's eating that, disorders. That baby shouldn't be breastfeeding her. anymore. It's not like the baby's sucking her dry or anything. <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> Maybe she goes home, know. pumps out a couple gallons. All right. Oof. I know nothing about it. Uh, let's get into dynamite on Wednesday night. First, Mark Briscoe is now going to be the referee between FTR and Jay Lethal and Double J at Double or Nothing. So this is fun. It's the, well, I used to be friends with Jay, and I used to be friends with Jay. Let's tug at the heartstring and use the brother. Awesome. Great job. Not. Not. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I'm not going to lie. I absolutely love the way that you wrote this because <laughs> I already had it written on my own this exact way. Tony Khan gets on the, the screen to make an announcement that next week he has an announcement. <laughs> Did you notice he didn't blink once? Yep. <laughs> He was on TV 47 seconds, and I was like, they got to be burning. Mine are burning looking at his right now. (laughs) Like, you just, you look at the TV when he's on there, and you kind of just, your eyes widen, and you kind of fucking. It's uh, Dan Aykroyd with, uh, what's the big painting in uh, Ghostbusters 2? Oh, Vigo. 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 Yeah. Uh, Miro. Holy shit. Forgot he worked there. Yep. Miro returns, and then like two segments later, Thunder Rosa walks into the same office. We never see Miro leave. Thunder Rosa shows up. No one ever leaves, by the way. Renee's like, and... I'm going to stand here all night. Pilot, well, that's what? fine, because what? no one ever left. So what? Tony Khan had, and Miro toss around Thunder Rosa the way John oh, Laurinaitis and VK did it with uh, the intern. The... No, for real. I know everybody is pissed about Thunder Rosa. Everybody's like, oh, she's a sandbagger, yada, yada, yada. Look at man. Everybody fucks up. I'm I'm giving her a second chance. You know who else I want to give a second chance? I really, really think should is Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. But racism gets you only so far in this world because that was the problem is that she had said racist remarks. Did you happen to see that uh, Gunner? Or what? What's the forgotten uh, Jackson Riker? Riker retiring. Yep. You know why? No one wants to work with you. You racist fuck. Pretty much. Do you see uh, Thunder now? Rosa? Did you see Thunder? Oh, Rosa go ahead. Has like a music video out <clears throat> where she sings like with a mariachi band and shit. Does she go? I don't think she goes like that, but I'm not sure. She should. Um, <laughs> about six, seven, maybe eight weeks ago, ODM made a major call on this show, and I was like, oh, I, okay, I guess. And it did seem pretty clear after you said it to me, but if you didn't say it, I wasn't thinking it. So to the same with everybody else, because every dirt sheet, every uh, 
thread, everything I was reading, everybody's like, I can't believe Callus turned on Omega. I didn't see that coming at all. And I was like, I unfortunately did because of ODM. As soon as he had the screwdriver in his hand, I go, fuck, ODM was right. <laughs> Happens every But in a good now. way. Now, look, at, I've been kind of calling the blood and guts. Now, I'm not sure if you saw, but this past weekend at the House Rules show, whatever the fuck they named that thing, Hangman is supporting a, a one-eyed patch. Yep. I still say he gets back involved, Omega gets involved with the Bucks, and then you got Kanosuke Tateska taking on Blackpool Combat Club, but BCC needs one more person, and I'm not sure who that would be. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's uh, four think... versus five, and le- unless you take Kanosuke completely tech, uh, out of it, he was yeah, only there you, just I think to you just be take a helpful hand. Out. If you got to shoehorn somebody in there, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kingston's dealing with an injury, so he wouldn't be able to do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Griff Garrison, I don't know. <laughs> Yo, you know how many times I've I've brought up Jimmy Havoc and. <clears throat> All like I'm like oh man, remember when he was there? Where's that? Where's he? There were so many people being outed in 2020. I just recently found out he was one of them. He had sexually assaulted uh, a yeah. minor. Yeah, I forgot all about it, and I'm like, where the fuck is he? No, he was outed, and he hasn't wrestled since 2020, uh, July 2020. <clears throat> yeah, there was that picture of him working at like a blockbuster or something. <laughs> Excellent finding a job, bro. <laughs> That'll stay around forever. Hey, well, it wasn't really um, a blockbuster. <laughs> I know. It's funny how they, they're like, oh, my God, Asuka, she turned on SmackDown. She's a heel. I thought she was uh, a heel already. She, she's been heel since she came back. <laughs> I don't care whatever you call it. She did some dirty shit to Bianca this week. She sprayed the green mist in her face. Yeah. But I don't think that Apparently that was the any... turn. Yeah, I saw a fucking headline, major turn on SmackDown. And the first thing I said to myself was, I'm going to be let down when I click on this link, but for the fuck of it, let me just make sure I didn't miss anything major. I click I'm doing on. it for the show. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it for me. I'm doing it for the show. And it says Asuka. I'm like, I thought she was heel already. Yeah. That's how I felt. So, yeah, that, I, I'm already moving on. Stupid. So, uh, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa are going to be challenging for the Tag Team Championships at Night of Champions taking on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Now, a couple of part questions. One is, is Roman, I almost said double fisting, is he uh, performing twice in the same night? I don't think so. I don't think there's a universal, undisputed, blah, 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 title championship match. I don't think he's in a match. Singles. Interesting. Okay. So they are just making the world championship match. Yep. Probably the main event. Yep. Um. So, I actually am okay with, look at, to me, Sammy peaked at WrestleMania. Maybe even peaked, peaked at Elimination Chamber. Yeah, Mania. Yeah. And not in a bad way. I'm saying that you're not going to get any higher. 
He could drop those titles right now. And people are like, oh, it's a short reign. No, because where are you going from there? It does nothing for you. He's okay to drop right now. I'm actually okay with Roman and Solo being the ones to win. Because if you're smart and you're storyline booking it the right way, phew, give them two, three title defenses, they're okay. And then they have to face the Usos. And the bloodline explodes completely. Um, I mean, you still have a lot of life left in this bloodline. It's still happening. You still He's the godfather. You know what I mean? He's in charge. Watch the way that Paul Heyman runs to his tribal chief. You know, and everybody's still falling in line. I'm okay with them winning the championships. If it leads to the Usos winning. And, man, if you did it the right long-term storybooking, I'd be okay with Solo Sokoa being the one that dethrones Roman. Yeah, there's been talk about that. I don't think it's a bad uh it's a bad move. Uh it's it's uh, he's definitely I think the fans are, you know, he's he's not over in the way that Sammy's over, not in that type of way, but he's over in no. that I think the fans appreciate what he brings to the table and the role that he plays. Um you're going to have to really push him to the fucking moon over the next few months to get him prepped for WrestleMania, I feel like though. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's gonna be a lot of work to get solo to, uh, two years. I think it'd be a fucking you get him away, you get him away from Roman. Maybe the, you know Roman loses the title, somebody else solo gets dissension. He fucking faces Roman. You know, there's lots of ways. You See, can, you I do disagree. This. Of course, you do. Two years is too long. <laughs> two years is too long. I'm because... not saying it should take two years. I just feel like it's gonna take that long for him to get to that status. I, I mean, I don't think he's ready. I don't. I, it'd be hard to get him wrestled by WrestleMania to be a legit world. Why does it have to title. be WrestleMania? Why can't Solo defeat Roman, let's say, Survivor Series? I feel like that's even too short. Not and this year, Survivor Solo Series. Solo can drop year. it one month later. It's fine. Doesn't hurt Solo at all. Nah, but he drops it to someone else, and you get a and Roman isn't losing to anybody else, but he's also pushing Solo. It's kind of like when Randy Orton defeated Chris Benoit. He put it right back in ben, uh, Triple H's hands one month later. And Orton didn't touch a championship for like four years, maybe uh, three. Mm. So it could be done. I think it would be the right rub. But again, it's WWE. What's crazy (laughs) is the more I keep watching and paying attention to them, their shit is more compelling than anything AEW is doing. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a sad statement. The only thing I really liked... Out of, uh, I, I don't know why I smiled at myself, was during Dynamite when Callis turned on Kenny. Brian Danielson just smiling the whole time. The biggest, yeah, like, ear to ear smile. And they're like, you're not even saying anything. And you're just seeing him. He's like, this is great. It's <laughs> just, just watching him play into it. I was like, I like this. Other than that, everything else has kind of been shit. Yep. I could fast forward. On a pretty good, decent speed and learn everything I need to about Dynamite without really stopping. Uh, Now, at the end, let's also talk real quick. So, SmackDown, of course, AJ Styles defeated Edge and Rey Mysterio in their triple threat. And then Bobby Lashley defeated Austin Theory and Sheamus. I think last week, I think I may have said Seth Rollins Lashley. I may have said that that was going to be what I thought could possibly happen. Um here we are. We are finally at AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. 
Now, you and I texted a little bit about this. The obvious answer. We texted Monday before Raw. Let's make it clear. So, yep. Where everybody's clear on what we knew at the time and what we didn't know at the time. So this is and before Friday before SmackDown. Yep. Which is funny because I, it, when we were going back and forth, we were throwing all these theories out, and I go, "Why are we not recording right now?" <laughs> right. Um. The obvious IWC answer is Seth Rollins, but I think. Well, here's the deal. If you let AJ win, is BC coming with him? Well, that's or a whatever good the Bull Club or OG or OC, OC. or OC. whatever the fuck they are. So, I mean, do you, do you even remember that they have Mia Yim with them? Um, I didn't until I saw the face-to-face thing with Judgment Day, and then when I saw the celebration of AJ Styles, and I go. Why? Why? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would think so. Okay. So what I think is going to happen is that Seth is going to win the title because they're not going to move AJ over to Raw without moving the OC. That's why they specifically drafted them to SmackDown that way because the other three aren't going to get over without AJ. They got to be a package. I'm, I'm talking WWE writer's room perspective their booking perspective. Then why did you let AJ win? Uh, again, it's WWE. Stop trying to bring logic into it. <laughs> what the conversation that we had is is what I really think is the way. AJ wins. He can go to Raw. The OC can stay or they can go. It doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. you renew AJ and Nakamura, and we get the feud we never got. He's still going to hit him in the deck. <laughs> Probably they'll they'll do it just to call back. Yeah, they'll do it just. To I do hope call back. I hope they do. Um, I will say that I had some hope for Edge because, uh, you know, he started putting out tweets. I'm like, right, you got me believing Edge because you know he's going. It's a title I never lost. Oh shit! See, that's bring me back right to 2011. All right, I'm there. I'm 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 remembering that shit. I remember when you retired. I wasn't happy. So then I was like, Rollins and Edge? Okay, because I think they've had a, a couple of matches with each other already, didn't they? Who the fuck knows? I try to forget Seth Rollins these days. It's damn, I, you know. Fair. Uh, so that's not happening. I would like to see AJ Styles win it mm-hmm. as Agreed. an unnecessary but necessary upset. Because everybody's expecting Rollins to win, just pull the trigger on AJ. That's why I wanted Nakamura to win the other night. I was like, shake the shit up. Just give me something different. It doesn't matter who wins this thing. Brooklyn Brawler could come back and win this. I'm going to care <laughs> equally as much as either Rollins or AJ Styles. Why? Because it's not. Oh, R.I.P. But it's because it's not the title that Roman has. This is a, a play toy because, look, at we have no end game of, of dethroning Roman anytime soon. So here's something else you all could play with and be like, it's the working man's title. It's dumb. Yep. It's, uh, it's the AEW trios title of WWE. Man, it's almost worse. 
at least that has at least a little bit of principle and uh, uh, plan. Does it? You know, working with groups. Does it? <laughs> it's funny you say that because I watched House of Black versus whoever. Oh, Best Friends and Bandito. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, dumb. And it was like WWE's uh, Inferno color match. Like the, the, except they did really bright ghosty colors and then everything else was dark in the arena. And I was like, well, this just got too silly. I can keep it fast forward, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I noticed there weren't any notes from Rampage. <laughs> and there never will be. <laughs> well, that being said, let's go to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my gosh, You know, personally... There was one thing that AEW was doing that everybody was like, man, that's stupid. I almost said another word. Uh, it, that's just really dumb, man. Like to have a point ranking system and, and, you know, or not point ranking, but like the, the ranking system and who's number one contender. Made you pay attention, though, didn't it? Made it a little bit different. Actually, it was fine all the way until Moxie goes, what am I, four, five, three? Who gives a fuck? And then flipped off the camera, and everybody was like, well, there goes the system. However, right now, you have MJF as your world champion. When you cannot make a natural storyline, this is your chance to shoehorn in a number one contender. But it can't be just some random... Well, this week, Bandito's getting a world championship <laughs> shot because, well, he's here. <laughs> I liked one of my favorite things in AEW will never be able to take this concept. They'll never do it. But one of the smartest concepts, and I don't know who created it, whether it was Dixie Carter. Yeah, that's right. Eric Bischoff or someone else. But it was that Bound for Glory tournament. It was like a not a even a round robin it was if you had a match against anybody else the other one out of 16 uh, participants that are in this exact tournament if you pin you got two points submission three points count out or whatever like or if it went to a draw and it was only when you faced each other so if you and i are in the tournament it's a point-based system tonight to heading into the bound for glory tournament but if i face some jobber no points, but I'm still showing you I'm a part of this tournament as well. It was smart. It made everybody have some stellar matches. And it was great because you're like, well, Abyss is out. He's got two points and everybody else is at 30. And then Abyss goes on like a four-week winning streak. And they also put him in four-way matches. And that makes more points. What I'm getting at is that was a smart concept. I really, really liked it. I think if it was done on AEW, it could actually be done very well. If you are doing nothing but wrestling base to the point that people can't tell who any of the wrestlers are because everybody's character is a wrestler, then have a wrestling tournament. Make it a round robin cup. Make it something big. Because right now, you're struggling. Indeed. My name is Professor, and that's all I got for the table this week. <laughs> 
I, no, I think it's a good idea. I mean, that's one of the things when AEW was getting launched. It's sports-based competition. We're going to have rankings and all this. Rankings don't mean a goddamn thing. Yeah, you can go to their website and look them up. It's fucking meaningless. Yeah. But I like your idea. It, it, sound, it would be cool. Well, hang on. It's meaningless if you As don't stands. make it meaningful. Yeah, of course. Yeah. If you're like, look at tonight, your fourth ranked Lucha Brothers are taking on your number one ranked uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Mm. And if they win, they're taking that first place seed. That's good. And then they get a championship. I'm saying you could they make work it their something. Way up the rankings. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Again, logic. I, I have to take a break. Go ahead. Logic, Go because wrestling. So, uh, stumbled upon an old match. Not sure if you've seen this match before. Uh, and you may be surprised because it's. I've said multiple times it's not my style of match. But I figured I'd give it a go real quick. It was in some fucking independent promotion. It was like New Mid-South Wrestling or some weird shit like that. It was Mid-South. It was IWA, IWA. Mid-South. Yep, there you go. Thank you. It was Necrobercher versus Samoa Joe. Young Samoa Joe. Skinnier Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking hell. You want to talk about a mud show? This was a mud show. Joe dropped Necro Butcher on his goddamn heed twice. Once from the apron and once like off of a chair that was on the floor. And both times he literally just spiked him on his head. And Necro Butcher crimson mask the whole time. It was fucking brutal. You sent it to me and I was like, oh yeah, I've seen this. <laughs> this is a good one. But it's a, yeah, dude. It shows that Joe is a tough son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And that Necro was a crazy son of a bitch. Very crazy. Ah, oh, good, good match. So yeah, take a look at that. Samoa Joe, Necro Butcher, IWA Mid South. I think it was like two thousand five ish, something six, like that. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere in there, right? Yep. That's crazy because I don't know if you know this, but you know, speaking of dates and history, did you know on this day in history, Mike Adamley? mispronounced a wrestler's name you know like jeff harvey all right fuck it, let's go to the wars <laughs> monday night wars yeah here comes scott hall in here comes scott hall oh my hell what was that scott hall just hit kevin nash with the title belt he just hit what a hit he knocked him out! He knocked him out! This darn thing's over with! I can't believe what I just saw here. That's right. New sound. Well, kinda. Kind of a new sound with the Monday Night Wars. We'll throw back to Wednesday Night Wars. Mm-hmm. Need to shake things up here. You know, I'm, I'm like uh, Triple H when I say, we're gonna shake things up on this show. Yeah, I just changed one little sound. Nothing really changed. Hey, Here we fantastic. go. Let's get into the Monday Night Wars. <laughs> I like the throwback. I missed a th- uh, Wednesday Night War, so we'll just change it to Monday. We get it back. I, like I just it. can't do it on the fly. You know how many takes that was? <laughs> <laughs> I am no Brett Michaels. I am no Vince Neil. I am no Freddie Mercury. You are no dude from Color Me Bad. <laughs> Shall we? 
that was a good one. Oh, hidden track. All right, let's go. Nightwing, tell him Belle Bivdevo is better. Uh, we'll start off May 17th, 1998, Slamboree 98. Uh, again, branded WCW NWO pay-per-view. We get a recap of Thunder. Uh, Bischoff cuts a promo on Vince similar to the one on uh, Nitro. Says he got a letter from Vince's attorney saying Vince will not be at the pay-per-view and he has no authority to suggest that he will. Uh, Dillinger is going to be outside to escort you to the dressing room. It's up to you, Vinny Mac. They cut back live to the pay-per-view and Doug Dillinger is at the back of arena with a fucking full access backstage pass for Vince McMahon. Uh, they, he is going to be bored for a long time tonight. Yeah. They, and there's fans back there. Man, they rode the shit out of this. Uh, we got our opening match, Benoit versus Fit Finley for the TV title. There's a sign. Where are you, Vince? We're waiting. Shivani with, uh, tried to pull a Tanay and give a lot of insight and in, into uh, Fit Finley and his, you know, his career and his history. Uh, but he fell a little bit short of the mark because he goes, yeah, Fit Finley, you know, one of the reasons they call him Fit is because he's fit. Jesus. <laughs> Dynamite uh, input, Tony. <laughs> uh, Benoit almost died when he goes heed first on a suicide dive into a chair that Finley held up. I mean, impressive to watch, but Jesus Christ, head injuries are no laughing matter. Uh, I guess comes... that won't ever lead anything wrong with him, his <laughs> wife, his kid. Anything like... Never mind. Spelling it out. Booker comes to the <laughs> <window>. <laughs> Sorry, I know I do that. I got I, I forget. I tend to spell things out too much. It's the wars. <laughs> uh, Booker comes out in a shirt and ties. Benoit is setting up the flying headbutt. The distraction gives Fit Finley the advantage, and Finley wins the match. It was a solid match. My problem is that the one thing that WCW has some, seemed to be doing during the wars is putting uh, having a good opening match on a pay per view. This one felt mm-hmm. a little more plotting. It could have been more in the middle of the card. It wasn't necessarily a good first match, even though it was a. But it was match. a hot storyline. Sure. Yeah, but but what's I mean, funny but, is a Booker uh, T came dressed like it was, yeah. you know, it was game day and you're a senior in high school and you have to wear the shirt and tie. Yeah, I was like, why just wear? I'm like, well, I guess you don't have like a t-shirt. We don't have a lot of Harlem Heat t-shirts or Brooklyn t-shirts, so I guess you got to wear that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They 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 didn't even there was even no like physical altercation between the two. So yeah, again, it just kind of fell a little flat for me. But again, solid match. Um, yeah, you want to talk about matches that I don't give a shit? Brian Adams versus Luger. Vincent interferes. Luger wins anyway. Anything, Dad? Um. If I was 1993 WWF fan, I'd be losing my fucking mind right now. But <laughs> I already saw this. Well, there you go. We got a Saturn pre-tape. Um, uh, Saturn says there's not going to be a gauntlet match tonight. And if Flock doesn't like it too bad, he cuts a promo on Raven. Uh, this was better than him talking to a mop, I guess. Saturn's going to be facing Goldberg tonight for the U.S. title. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the high points of the night, I think, was the Cruiserweight Battle Royale. Uh, winner gets a Cruiserweight title shot, which they're going to do right after this match. Uh, you win by pinfall or both feet hitting the floor. That seems a little bit convoluted because now you got 15 Cruiserweights plus a ref in the ring. It just seemed a little crazy. Uh, Pins are starting to announce everybody, but Jericho interrupts them and just, I'm not, I didn't take notes. I don't know if you did, but. He was just mocking everybody as they were coming in. It was fucking hilarious. Dude, 
when they were coming in, everything that he had to say about someone was just fantastic. It yeah. was he was the most generic looking wrestler I've ever seen in my <laughs> life, and like just random shit like that. And it's just it was Jericho at his finest. Yep, early much. on. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, so it wasn't until we got down to like the final four that I realized or remembered what happened. Uh, or how it happened, I should say, because I remember what happened. Uh, your final four are Psychosis, Kidman, Juventud, Guerrera, and Ciclope. Psychosis goes Ooh. up to the top rope, which I never understood on an elimination match like this. He gets knocked off, hits the floor. Right after that, Juve eliminates Kidman, and it's down to Juventud, Guerrera, and Ciclope. They stare down. Hang on. Well, You're going to hate me for this. Probably. Hard as left turn ever. You know what I like in a, a 2K game is when someone's on the top rope and you punch him mm-hmm. and he just crotches the rope and falls back into the yes. ring. I'm like, what Correct. the fuck? Right. That's there, was, there was a glitch. No, I mean, fuck it. If you're going to go there, we're going to go there. There was, um, you know, the career mode, you'd get thrown in the Royal Rumble and, you know, you'd always mm-hmm. get put in it first. And the one of them, maybe it was 2K19. This was a while ago. Fucking there was, there was a glitch. I don't know if it was a glitch or it was just a workaround, but... Like, you, it worked. You would go in, you'd hit the guy, you'd throw him into the corner, you'd lift him up on the corner, you'd punch him, and he'd fall out. Or oh, something all day long that, I would do that. Oh, that, yeah, one yeah. through 30. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Fucking works. All anyway. right, back Yeah, back to this. Back to the now, horse. All right, so I will say, if you don't know, uh, what is it, Cyclopo? Cyclopo? Cyclope. Yeah, that matters. Looks like a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, he uh, almost has Laparca gear, but it's orange instead of white. Right? Sure. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> it does look very Halloweenish. But anyway, they have a stare down. They shake hands, and Hooven too just fucking jumps over the top rope right to the floor. Everybody's like, "What the fuck?" Cyclope bends down. He takes off the mask. It's fucking Malenko. We see the pop, dude. The Pop. This was, if you want to put in top 10 pops in WCW history, this Mm. is one of them. Oh, 100%. It was huge, man, because I think people weren't expecting him at all. But if you know the storyline a year, you know, years later, like we're doing here, and every week when he had Boris... Malenko coming out, all the, all the shit that he was doing. I'm like, it's going to lead to that, that battle royal at some point. And as soon as this match began, I go, oh, my God, Malenko's here tonight. By the way, this is a sleeper pay-per-view. I think this is a, a not bad show for WCW in 98 overall. But... God damn, the crowd went nuts when he took that mask off. Fuck yeah. Yeah, Jericho was in the ring. I, I think I popped so much, and I was taking notes so furiously that I didn't even see Jericho run in. Because previously he was in the back watching, but he's in the ring. He's all fucked up. And Hoovy No, stayed- no, no. I'm with you. Hang on. He may have come down to ringside at one point, but as soon as Malenko took the mask off and like lifted his head up, Jericho was there in the ring, and I was like, how the fuck did you get there that fast? <laughs> right? <laughs> it was weird. 
It was it was weird. Um, it was a two K glitch. Yeah, right. Slamboree two K. Two K. Hoovy stayed at ringside and he's amped up. He's slapping the mat. He's get, dude. He's popping with the fucking fans. Um, you know the finish uh, at the towards the end of the match. Uh, Malenko hits that avalanche fireman's carry into a gut buster. Which, when he hits it clean, looks great. But this time, it was another one of those times where it looked like he buckled his knee, like the way he fell. Like, I thought mm-hmm. he hurt himself. But he was good. Um, yeah, Malenko wins with the clover leaf, And Heenan, the Heenan's call is great. We have a new champion. The world's toughest pumpkin did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up because I heard him say it and I laughed. Uh, just a touch too long, yeah. the match. Well, it was hard because it blended right from the Battle Royale, so, you know. No, what I'm saying is it was pretty inevitable. Either Malenko's going to win or lose, and that's stupid to say, right, because that's every match. It is, it is. Yeah, go fuck yourself. (laughs) But I'm saying, like, at this point, if he doesn't get the upper hand real quick, end it. Sure. Like, uh, cheating, whatever it is. It, It was just, I don't know, it was... I was like, it was a fucking 10 minute match right after all of it. And I was like, and if let's just say, let's just say Malenko lost way too long. I don't know. It was, it killed the momentum of everybody already screaming. Yeah. Fair enough. Moving on. uh, You get DDP versus Raven and a Bowery death cage match. It's a last standing match. Um, And it's, and it's the cage, uh, you know, it's a, it's not a hell in the cell, right? It's it, the the cage goes down flush with the ring, uh, on the apron, uh, but there is a roof on it. So, uh, Vince still hasn't shown up. They show a white limo pulling up, though, on the Vinnie Mac cam. I'm not making that up. That is how they refer to it on the show and how it was labeled. Uh, it's funny because they show this limo. It looks to just be parked on a side street. Like, I don't know where the arena is because it looked like it was just an alley somewhere. And it was funny because the hood was popped. You know, like when you pop the hood from the inside, it just lifts a little bit and then you actually have to pull it up. It was like that. It's like, so so, some limo breakdown, they're like, okay, let's let's work this into the fucking shoot. Well, (laughs) some things just work themselves into the show. Look at that. I mean, shit. Look at our logo. Yeah, right. I can't wait. I, I, I got to blow through this so we can get to the movie. Um, <laughs> they show, they show Doug Dillinger inspecting the limo, and Heenan's like, yeah, Doug, that's a car. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shivani, I got to give Shivani credit on this one. This is a pretty good line. He goes, well, if you see J.R. Papa there and carrying somebody's bags, that's definitely Vince. <laughs> that, that was fucking good. You got to give him that. That was good. Some hard <laughs> shots being yeah. fired. It, the, the best ones are the ones you don't expect that come out of nowhere. They just fucking, like, you know, nonchalantly. Just be like, yeah, fuck that dude. Um, yeah, Raven. I used es- to work for him. He was a prick. <laughs> Raven gets escorted by his riot squad, which you know damn well are going to get involved and probably contain some members of the flock, but we'll get there when we get there. This was a garbage match because there were four garbage cans tied to the fucking cage in each <laughs> corner full of shit, including a VCR in one of them that commentary definitely call, called out. With a tape. Oh, it's WCW's <laughs> best classics. <laughs> yeah, which you can bark just today by calling. Uh, yeah, DDP pulled a boss man on Raven at one point. That was kind of sketch. And by Ref- that, you mean hanging him. Yeah, yeah, hung him. 
not well, the yeah, you got to be a little specific. Someone's like, okay, what, he dressed in blue Drag- and had a nightstick? Or dragging away Big Show's father's casket, I guess. There's that a lot of fun <laughs> stuff, too. All right, wow. You know, he lives in a trailer. <laughs> if you ever take a trip down a Com Con Jordan. I wish I could have taken a screenshot of you right there. Um, yeah, so the flock cuts the chain to the door, and then Van Hammer just comes out from under the ring. Remember, he got kicked out. He attacks the flock. Hammer handcuffs Reese to the rail, uh, and then the riot squ- squad sends him off to the back, which he goes. Then two I love of the that ri- you keep saying the riot squad. I just keep imagining <laughs> yeah. Ruby Soho, Ruby Soho with yeah, Morgan. Right. Ruby riot. Um, and then two of the uh, the riot police uh, unmask, and it's Kidman and Horace. Kidman was doing this thing where he was hanging from the top of the roof, like swinging back and forth, trying to get some momentum. You know, he did kick DDP, but then fucking DDP just pulled him off and hit a cutter. It was pretty sweet looking. Like, it was kind of transparent that he was setting up for a spot, but it still looked pretty fucking cool. Uh, Raven hits a low blow, then hits a diamond cutter on DDP, and I love the way Raven celebrated it after he did it. The problem is he didn't fucking... At first, I was like, well, why isn't he going for the... Oh, it's a last man standing match. That's right. (laughs) DDP does beat the 10 count. He hits the cutter. Raven can't beat the count. DDP gets the win. Another riot... One of the other riot police handcuffs Riggs to the cage, then Horace, then Kidman, throw Raven into the cage, cuff him, Heenan goes, you can never have enough handcuffs. I've always said that. (laughs) Heenan may have had some of his best lines of the year just on this night alone. Yeah, I love Heenan. It's like he saved all of his shit for the pay-per-view. Right? Uh, It's Mortis. Uh, He takes off the helmet, and it's Mortis, but then he takes off the mask. Mm -hmm. We see who's better than Canyon. Uh, But they don't know who he is yet. Right, correct. Yes, he has not been uh, called such as of yet. They only know. And they're Mortis. mentioning that uh, Mortis tried to, yeah, get in the the, the flock. Yeah, a couple of months recently. ago or something like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, and even I forgot about that. Um, and they call it that Mortis was the vendor that interfered in that one pay per view match where he came out with the drink tray and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he hits a fucking wicked headshot on Raven. With the chair, and he fucking bounces. At one point, it looked like he was going to climb up to the top of the cage, but he didn't. He just went to the back. So we get a quick interlude to the Vinnie Mac cam. No action yet. Then you get Ultimo Dragon uh, versus Eddie. He's got Chavo with him. Chavo gets his freedom if Dragon wins. Um, Okay. It's kind of weird, but. Ultimo Dragon, Ultimate, Ultimo, whatever the fuck his name is because it changes. It's like an unsung hero. Of WCW. Yeah, definitely. He's on every Mm pay-per-view. Every show. He doesn't even have to show up to TV, but he has a pay-per-view match all the time. Yep. I'll have what he's having. (laughs) Uh, Dragon tries uh, to do a a springboard moonsault from the inside of the ring this time, and Eddie reversed it into a... Or, I'm sorry, it got reversed where Dragon got his dragon sleep around from it. It was a pretty cool spot. But Eddie gets to the ropes. He reverses it into a dragon sleeper. And Eddie puts his feet on the ropes. Chavo kicks him off. Uh, Dragon goes to kick Eddie while he's not looking, but Eddie senses it. He ducks. uh, Dragon hits Chavo. Eddie hits Frog Splash for the win. And Chavo throws Eddie into the corner because he's pissed off. Stares down Eddie and then just starts attacking Ultimo Dragon. 
And even Eddie's like, damn, dude, calm down. <laughs> Slaps the shit out of Chavo. And, you know, Chill, Chavo's essay? T- <laughs> Eddie drops to his knees, tells Chavo, go ahead, go ahead, hit me, hit me. And he doesn't, and they fucking head to the back. So we go to the back <laughs> of the arena, and we get a shot of Vince's dressing room. It says Vince McMahon, the reason for the ratings. They fucking, I told you, they went all out for this one. Next, Saturn versus Goldberg for the U.S. title. Goldberg wins. He's at 88-0. and zero. Next is what is supposed to be Bischoff versus Vince. They have Buffer announcing it. But the best mm-hmm. part is the entire time Buffer is announcing, there is music playing that's just drowning him out. What the fuck? Um, yep, Vince Bischoff gets on the mic. He talks to the official. He goes, well, what are we going to do here? What are we going to do? The ref goes, well, I guess we're going to ring the bell and start counting. Bischoff, why don't we all do it together? So Bischoff and the fans count to 10. And the best part is Buffer announces Bischoff as the winner by forfeit and disqualification. How the fuck did he get disqualified? <laughs> well, believe it or not, a count-out is actually technically a portion of disqualification. Okay, fair enough. Call it the However, I don't think they knew that. I think... <laughs> yeah, whatevs. All right. It really is, though. It is actually a form of a DQ when you're counted out. Fair enough. Call it the because you're disqualified role. from the match, right? You weren't able to to make it back into the ring. Fair enough. You didn't come back at nine point nine nine nine, like everybody does in twenty twenty three. Yeah, no shit. Fucking fucker. All right. Well, we go to Bret Hart versus Macho, the match we never got really in WWE or WWF, I should say. Uh, Piper's your we guest. Still didn't referee. get it in WCW. <laughs> yeah, all right. My- <laughs> Macho's in a knee brace, kind of sets up, you know, Brett tending to work the knee as part of the sharpshooter. Hart powders at the bell, playing the part of the heel. Piper just rolls him back into the ring. Macho is still over as fuck. Still over as fuck. Um, yeah, Sh- Shavani announces that Scott Hall has arrived to the arena. Uh, Macho hits the elbow, but he hits his knee. That delays the pin. Brett locks on the sharpshooter. This is where everything turns to shit. Liz runs to the ring. Savage reverses the sharpshooter into his own sharpshooter. Say that five times fast. Brett gets to the ropes. Liz is distracting Piper, and Brett hits a low blow on Macho, then attacks Piper with a gimmick. Uh, Macho ends up picking up the knuckles, and then as Macho's about to take the advantage, Hogan comes down, just knocks the leg out from under Macho. He hits the ground, um, slams his knee against the post. Brett locks in the sharpshooter. And Piper calls the bell, and it was very weird because Macho didn't pass out. I didn't see him tap. Commentary said he tapped. Did I miss something? Did he tap? I just didn't see it. I think camera was on the wrong side. Okay. If he did, I I, I don't know. I, I didn't see him tap. Okay. But yeah, Piper uh, pretty much thought that Savage hit him with the Nux and not Brett. And uh, we'll revisit that when we hit Nitro. But let's go to the main event. Outside. That's where I want to cut you off. Okay. Let's not the go only time. to the main event. Which is your tag team champions who are 
who at this moment? Sting and... Yeah, Hall and Nash. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Outsiders. Versus Sting and Giant. How? Look at man. You couldn't owe Brett one? Macho. At this moment... Is the most over person. More than more than Goldberg, more than DDP, even more than big sexy Kevin Nash. I think Brett and Savage should have closed. Fair enough. Fair enough. And if you did. Sorry, I had to cleanse the palate. If you did. I think it would have had a better impact on the storyline and at least moving forward for Brett. I get what you were trying to do in the end here, but with Hogan, all that shit, I just, bad placement. I think this slambery pay-per-view was a minor tweak, one match away, tweaking it from being a really good pay-per-view doesn't matter who won, lost, any of the fucking DQs and schmazes. Just just me personally, that should have closed. Yeah. I mean, but, I, you know, here's to Bret Hart's WCW career. <laughs> I don't, nothing but going straight to the moon after this. So, yeah, it's Sting and Giant. Giant just turned last week, so, you know, it, it's, an, it's an odd uh, balance here. Um, Hall. So there's a good chance he may turn again. That's <laughs> why you had to buy the pay-per-view. That's why you got to make sure. Uh, Hall comes out, and he definitely stumbles a little bit. Uh, you Hall, saw that, uh, right? Yeah, Nash had a... And it wasn't a, oh, I tripped. Uh, no, you could tell. You, you could tell. It, yeah, it you and I talked thing. about it off-air last week. Yeah. I told you I dipped ahead and watched the pay-per-view, and I said, look it, you're going to see it. You're going to know what I mean about Hall. And as soon as he does, he steps out. If he wasn't there to grab him, uh, he may have gone down. Well, and, you know, here's the thing, man. He he worked a decent match. I mean, it wasn't a barn burner, but he was perfect. That was my point. It wasn't bad. He presented well throughout everything. But when he first came out, it was like, ah. Yeah. Are we sure we're going to make it? I think that first tumble made him fucking sober up like a little bit. Like, might have. Not being funny. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, you might be right. He actually is able to get through survey time. You know, seem to get through that okay. Uh, we get Let's Go Wolfpack Chance. Uh, Giant actually goes to the top rope, misses a splash. Uh, Dusty runs interference on the ref. Nash sets up Giant for the power bomb, and Professor wants to say something. Jesus Christ, I just punched the mic for that yeah. one. My bad. I uh, no, I was actually just gonna say the giant going up to the top rope, going for a, a body splash, frog splash, whatever you want to call it. It's pretty big as it was just to see it happen. Like, he's a Definitely. big guy. I got to give him a lot of credit. As soon as I saw him do it, I'm like, man, no other big guy is like, yeah, I'll go up there. Yeah, that sounds. We great. talked about it the other day. We're talking about Andre and Omas and uh, yeah, giant, you know, giant drop kicking. That was exactly good shit. All right, I'll punch the mic less. You're right. Go. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Nash sets up giant for the power bomb while the ref is distracted, and Scott Hall turns on Kevin Nash. 
Giant hated gets, it. Yep. Giant gets the pin. Even Sting is just standing there like, what What the fuck? Hall and Giant hug. Uh, they're calling Sting into the ring, but he just stands there looking dumbfounded like, what the fuck just happened? Just like the fans were. It's funny because when they're zooming in on Sting and you see him really looking upset <laughs> and knowing that he is eventually in the wolf pack, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, the writing's really right here on the wall. He's going to be so pissed with everything. He's just, he's going to join with Kevin Nash. Right. It's right there. But in the days of while watching, I go, All right, well, apparently no one really saw it happening that he was going to the, join the wolf pack. Because nope. he did look really dumbfounded, like, well, what, what do I do now? <laughs> Man, everybody's an NWO but me. I, uh, <laughs> the turn crowd ate it up. It was huge. I will say that's the if you want to break up a team, that's a team that came in in '96, yeah, and made everything of what we're looking at right now today. Good turn, definitely. I hated it, but good turn. Agreed, agreed. That's the best way to put it. Hated it, but it worked. It, you know, impactful, right? Yep. And that ends our pay per view. That is That's it. why and I was folks. like, oh, God, a tag team paper, tag team thing, a turn, yeah. which I think is great for the ending, but I still think Brett and Savage could have been given a nice 30-minute closer. Definitely. Yeah, without the schmaziness. Uh, yeah, so we'll go right to Nitro. It's in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, thank God for the NBA playoffs. It was only an hour long this week. Uh, we get a recap of Hall. Oh, thank God. I thought my shit cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even lying. My file, <laughs> what I was watching on, I go, 57 minutes? What, what the fuck is 57 minutes? This seems weird. All right. Well, that makes sense. All right. Good. <laughs> uh, we start with Bischoff in the ring. This is a famous promo where he's lace, like laying across his motorcycle. It is so good to be king. Uh, talks about his professional TV record being 98 and two, in ring record two and zero. Um, looking forward to the future, a record better than Bill Goldberg's. And that's it. this dude measures his dick by ratings. Yep. Oh, 100%. 98 and two. No one knew what he meant by that. Nope. No one caught it. Nope. Secondly, it, did they lower his bike? It seemed that way. Into the ring. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. I think because we met the actual time of it, I think that is why I ended up cutting our Monday Night Wars promo. The step into the ring, Vince. Yeah. I'm like, right, I've heard that for too long. Now we're actually here. Fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> we got there. Time to put it aside. All right. Yeah. After that, Mean Gene introduces the Nitro Girls. Mm-hmm. Smattering. <laughs> we get this is this might have been my favorite fucking part. We get that uh the same style of Saturn promo uh, where he's in the back kind of with the hood up and uh it's from Thunder and he's kind of promo on Glacier. He's like he's like, you know, you're talking about people stealing your finisher. It's a basic sidekick, bro. <laughs> Expose the balls out of Glacier and I was so excited to see the next match. That had glacier. <laughs> he, he calls him. He calls him a reject from a video game. I was like, is it the young bucks he's talking about, or <laughs> no? Okay, Mortal Kombat. Uh, I Saturn versus Psychosis. Bum, like bum, bum, bum. Spung it out. 
Saturn wins. Uh, we get another weird fucking meandering promo. It starts off with Gene in the ring with Piper. Uh, Piper says he's pissed off. He wouldn't ref again. It's the worst job in the world. And he starts talking about Liz's involvement at the match. He says, Liz drools acid. You know, you need a wood stake to kill her. She said things to me that would embarrass a sailor. I like that line. I did not. Confusing. For one. Two. As soon as I saw it was Mean Gene and Piper in the ring, I go, oh, I'm not going to be able to take notes on this one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I did somehow. Uh, he calls out Savage. He says, I'm not the kind of guy to apologize, but I watched the film. I have no idea that Hogan would scoop you. I didn't see it. I didn't know that Brett hit me. As commission, I'm changing my decision. You're the winner of the match. Hooray. Uh, Brett comes out. I he Brett, I will give Brett credit. I thought the first thing he was going to say was, I got screwed again. <laughs> Which is funny because he actually just got screwed. <laughs> and it wasn't the first words out of his mouth. However... I can't wait. Go ahead. Repeat what happens, and then I'm going to give you Brett's real reaction. All right. I don't think he said screwed at all, uh, but, you know, he said, I knew you guys were in cahoots. Macho challenges Brett to a match tonight. Hogan and Bischoff stop Brett from going to the ring. Disciple comes running out as well. He says, well, we can have fun if we get in there together and use them as punching bags. And says, but we'll wait till uh, June 14th at Great American Bash. Piper says, let's do it now. Hogan says, you got it now. And then Bischoff says, no, no, we'll wait for the pay-per-view. (laughs) <laughs> and Brett goes, he actually says this uh, on camera. He goes, you know what? I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> and I go, no, you don't. Deep down, you're like, fuck my life. Holy shit. I should go back to letting Vince screw me. Oh, my God. This is horrible. <laughs> Probably. Uh, it was just so funny when he's like, you know what? I like that. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> You don't like anything. <laughs> You're 14 months away from getting kicked in the head by Bill. Mm. If only. Oh, I'm sorry, too soon? No, no, I think you're good. So we get a little recap of Slamboree. It's a little video package of Gene interviewing Malenko after the title win. He cuts his babyface promo on Jericho. Uh, he says, but this ain't over yet. You know, you got more to hell, hell to pay. So, And then they show Jericho freaking out, just throwing everything and crying. It's fucking hilarious. Love it. And actually, uh, Gene and Dean. That was that's a ride. No, they uh, breakfast sausage. Gene and Dean reconvene, and they ended up uh, being mean. Deciding that Gene's comments to him. Ah, he goes. You know what? You're right. It's water under the bridge, Gene. Yep. It doesn't matter because Gene was like, "You're a piece of shit. <laughs> you can't wrestle at all." <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I am glad that they did call back to that because that was great. Yeah, Jesus is talking shit. <laughs> I if WCW I knew your father, you're a crumbum. Right? They actually did a good job calling that back because normally they don't. Normally he would just been another interview. Hi, Gene. Good to see you again. Hey, I'm the WCW champion. I'm the Ice Man. All right, I rub my wrist on the way to the ring. Go. There you go. Uh, next, you get Damian versus Juventud Guerrera. Uh, Damian hit a muscle buster. That was pretty cool, even though it only got a two count. Uh, but yeah, Hoovy wins. And then you get Goldberg versus Glacier. Uh, I guess you complain about your finisher getting stolen. You get fed to Goldberg. Goldberg wins. He's 89 and 0. 
Gene in ring with DDP. DDP says uh, it's basically another babyface promo. It puts the fans over for supporting him. And he says he's got his sights set on big gold, and he hopes that Hogan has it when he gets his shot. Bang. All right. You get your main event. It's the black and white to the ring. Do you notice that Bret Hart hasn't yet once wore an NWO shirt? Not one color of NWO. I noticed the same thing. I'm like, is he actually in the NWO or just riding along right now? All right. Exactly. So I thought it was interesting. Dusty They're there. screwing him. They're not actually going to let him in the NWO. <laughs> right. uh, Hogan says a bunch of shit and then calls Scott Hall out. Uh, Bischoff calls out Sting. Sting comes to the ring. He doesn't have his tag title with him. Giant confronts him on the ramp. Sting spits in his face, walks off. Giant chokes him, beats him down. And then Nash comes out with the lead pipe, and Shivani screams, We got our answer! Did we? And that's why I was confused. I was like, <laughs> did my shit just end? They didn't say, we'll talk to you Thursday. <laughs> Anything like that. They just go, did we get our answer? And then just, that's it. Shit just went black. So I'm glad to know it was one hour. All yep. right. On to Raw. All right. On to Raw. Vince and the Stooges come to the ring. Uh, Vince says, uh, you know, it's rumored Austin has a concussion after I hit that clothesline on him. Uh, and for his protection, I barred him from the arena tonight. Uh, they show Austin a video from a few minutes ago of Austin trying to get into the arena. Denied entry by security. And he tells the guy, well, I'm going to go to my truck. I'm going to have a couple Steve Weisers. When I come back in five, ten minutes, we can do it the easy way or the hard way. Uh, Vince calls dude love to the ring. He's still got his suit on. He's got a promo on his title match. And then Vince is like, hey, well, somebody else was talking shit last week. Dustin, get your ass out here. Uh, apparently, Dustin just had knee surgery. and uh, Loved just, the segment, by the way. Yeah, Vince just runs him down. Like, oh, you're blaming me for this. You're blaming me for that. He's like, when are you going to look in the mirror and take responsibility? I'll let you prove yourself. You know, you look at somebody like dude love. He's taking advantage of every opportunity. So I'm going to give you an opportunity. You face him, you win your number one contender, you'll face Austin for the title. If not, I'm not going to pay you for 30 days and you're still going to have to come to work. <laughs> and what I like, though, is that Dustin goes, well, why wait till later? Yeah. And then just clocks, I uh, do love. But match isn't in progress. It's going to happen later on. But he's just in jeans, like like just like very. Yeah, Dustin Runnels. Is how they Very Dustin yep. Runnels. Yeah, yep. not even Rhodes. Dustin Runnels. Yep. There you go. Uh, we see a car backstage. It's Lawler getting out, and it's somebody draped in mm. like a blanket. Uh, security guards think it's Austin. They check. Uh, they do and see it's not, uh, but the camera doesn't see it naturally. And this is just a gimmick they run all night where Lawler keeps losing them, and they see this guy in a fucking blanket draped over him. Next, and everybody has to keep looking at it to make yep. sure it's not a right. It's not an Austin, it's but not it's Austin. also not an intruder. Yep, there you go. Uh, yeah. So we next we get Velvenus's debut. He wins with the money shot. Hello, ladies. I can't believe I just. So said wait, that. I don't get it. What's a money shot? All right, I'm let's a, move on. Uh, fucking asshole. Okay, Austin's back after he had his. I'm not gonna lie. So in eighth grade, that's where I was in this time. It's the first time I learned what a money shot was because someone was like, I oh, don't know what that means. Well, <laughs> oh, no shit. That's what it means to splash on a. All right. Did just... they tell you it was the things in the tissues at your bedside? The socks. Sock. Fair enough. That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. 
Uh, Austin's finished as Steve Weiser's. Actually, he still has one in his hand. He goes back to the security guard, and he goes, well, I guess we're going to have to do it the hard way, and he just stomps a mud hole in the guy's ass. Uh, we come back from break. Austin has made it uh, to com- or to the ring. You hear the glass break. Uh, calls Vince out and the Stooges. And uh, they come out. He says he wants to fight all three of them in a street fight. Patterson and Briscoe act like they're all tough. They want to go fight. And Vince tells them, well, you'll get two out of three tonight. That's it. All right. Another Meatloaf ed- said two out of three ain't bad, so all right. Yeah, there you go. Edge vignette. Sable to the ring. Okay, it- right here in that exact moment, I go, vignettes are a lost art. Yeah, they are. Because right now, we just had people show up. There's no hype. No hype. There's, like you even said yourself, there was someone, maybe it was Timothy Thatcher. Like, give a little hype. Give two weeks. Give us something. Whatever yeah. it is. Maybe Jay White, whoever it was. Probably both. Give us some hype. And these Edge videos are getting me fucking jacked up because I'm like, all right, new guy is going to be coming here, man. And they did it with Val Venus. Now he showed up. Okay, he's real. Oh, shit. That means just this new guy, Edge. He seems mysterious. All these Subway and New York City uh, looking commercials. Lost art. Very lost. Then you have WCW who ran Glacier promos for six to seven months. And we're going to get the seven one soon, so that's going to be great. Finish him. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with that when we did that run. Sable comes to the ring, calls out Marrow. Uh, I, I told you, kayfabe, pal. Uh, I, I compiled a list of all the sign sightings. Fucking great list. Well, we can add another one. Uh, there was a I did I enjoy reading them, by the way. We'll, we'll recap one day. Oh, yeah, go we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, added a new one. Uh, there's a sign in the crowd that said, Sable raped me. <laughs> um, elaboration, please. <laughs> Context. I got nothing. I'm literally, I'm just okay. like, no, I'm curious. How's that? How's that rape? Uh, yeah. Can we just have an amicable split here? Uh, Marrow asks her to verify, you know, what she asked for. And she says, Oh, Marrow Mero says, you forgot one detail. You signed a contract with me. You do what I say. I own you get in my corner. Uh, okay. So it ends up being Marrow versus Terry Funk. Uh, Funk elbows the ref, picks him up. Marrow low blows Funk. Sable yells at the ref saying, hey, hit the low blow, hit the low blow. Marrow runs down Sable, allows Funk to hit a DDT for the win. Sable just smiles, talks shit to Marrow, and runs off. There you go. Complicated marriage. (laughs) Right. And in walks Brock with his big swinging dick. (laughs) Dick. (laughs) Pre-steroids. You know what, Taker? I'm good, man. I want to fight. You know what? I just decided. I just decided. I don't, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. I just decided. Looking at you, that, he turned into that dude from uh, Friday. Cat <laughs> Williams? No, no. It'd be both of ours. Just keep it at your house. <laughs> oh, what a bitch all right let's let's get it going oh man the security guard that austin got beat down is with the cops are looking for austin uh the cops see lawler and the shrouded man they check him again Oop, my turn lod versus doa is next no sunny this time maybe she was tired at this point of uh this might be right about the time she was tired of sable getting all the attention and sable being able to wrestle while sunny couldn't 
and she wanted to. Ain't nobody hoeing around. Was that BBVD? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> it's a throwback. Uh, at one point, Animal and Hawk both go for the pin. I think this is where Hawk starts to go downwards, and uh, they kind of they kind of clue you into something because DOA pulls a switcheroo again. They get the win. Uh, LOD's pissed off, and Animal tells Kevin Kelly, "You know what? I'm getting tired of this. I'm not going to be able to pull that crap anymore. We're going to have a six man tag. I'm not going to worry about who our partner is. Oh, you will once he gets there." <laughs> Ah, it's funny. So, Cavehead Pal, about three weeks ago, I told you I watched the wrong episode. Yeah, I I know who it's about to be and everything. So it's it's yeah it's 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 coming. Bye, Hawk. Yep. Boy, oh boy. All right, where are we here? All right, we get a video before we go to the war zone. It's just like stock footage of a laboratory, like a, like a like a blood lab, a blood draw lab, and Kane and like a black mask getting his blood drawn because Bear's gonna prove that he is Kane's father. When the fuck did this turn into fucking Maury? Oh, that's right. When fucking douchebag started writing for him, that's right. Uh, so once we hit the war zone, that's when Lawler joins commentary, brings the shrouded figure with him. It's fucking Al Snow and Heed. <laughs> Lawler I told him. you you're gonna talk to Vince. Did you talk to him yet? No, not yet. I, I, you need to talk to him, Jerry. I, I, and then, I oh Vince. my god, just all of it, head, all of it. It's just goddamn amazing. That's funny. I forgot what? how much I actually enjoyed Al Snow just showing up and being a crazy asshole and everybody loving him. <laughs> well, it's funny because Lawler gets to, uh, gets annoyed in like five seconds and just like, all right, here, here, just go into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we get our dude. I love you better when you had the cape on. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we get our dude. Love Dustin Runnels match. Uh, dude wins with the distraction from Briscoe. The cops find Austin backstage. They arrest him. McMahon runs him down. Headbangers are heading to the ring for a match with Kai and Ty next, uh, but Kai and Ty jump starts it on the floor. Uh, and then you have Al Snow yelling to Lawler, "I need to see Vince." Uh, Bradshaw and Taka running. It's a schmoz. Uh, we go backstage again. We see Austin in the back of a cop car. And finally, we get our DX appearance for the night. Uh, it's going to be the Outlaws uh, defending the tag titles against The Rock and Owen of the Nation. DX cuts a promo. Triple H does his usual sexual innuendos. Outlaws cut a promo on the Nation. Uh, Farouk runs in. We are the getting rest. the Are You Ready, by the way. We're yeah. getting the Are yep. You Starting Ready. that. That's a thing now into the and, uh, New Age Outlaws. We're getting both. Everybody's starting to catch on with our talk-along catchphrases. Yeah, and Six and Triple H both call out that the fans are like, wait for it. <laughs> not, yep. We're not at that part yet. You know what I mean? We'll so the get there. Are, yeah, the fans are definitely getting into it. Um, yeah, Outlaws retain after Farouk interferes. We go back to the back, and now the cops have let Austin out of the car. And say, we'll let you go as long as you apologize to the security guard you attacked. All right, I'm sorry, you're a dumb bastard. And they let him go. The worst cops ever. I'm going to try that next time. (laughs) Next time. (laughs) Uh, Kevin Kelly's in the ring with a doctor to review the results of the paternity test. Again, is this fucking Maury Povich or what? Bearer is the dog. Oh, it was horrible. Yep. Uh, Taker runs in, they fight, and Vader runs in, and yeah, stuff happens. So next, you get your main event. It's Briscoe and Patterson versus Austin. You get Sergeant Slaughter's ref. 
Uh, Stu just get the advantage after Slaughter hits a cheap shot on Austin. Uh, Patterson has the Nux, uh, uses them, but Austin still kicks out and just starts kicking everybody's ass, hits the stunner on everybody. Dude Love runs in, but Austin takes him out. You see, they go to the floor, and you see a fan and a rubber Austin mask. <laughs> Wait, back up before you get there. Two of the best slash worst Austin Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, stunners that I have seen as a recipient. Briscoe flipped <laughs> over. <Front> flip. <laughs> he front flipped like it was a uh, hammerlock takeover over the, with the head yeah. or whatever he was, Snapmare, whatever. Yeah. Snapmare, he just yeah. went flying the over over the other way. Patterson went sideways and and <laughs> Slaughter's like I'm gonna do both guys. <laughs> just, it was fucking bad. But okay, yes. Now we get a person who is standing next to Al Snow at the beginning of the match, holding a sign, wearing a crappy Vince McMahon mask. I thought it was an Austin mask. Oh no, it was. I'm sorry, an Austin mask. Yes. That's what I meant. Yeah. And then it's revealed as the guy jumps over the the barricade and hits Austin in the back with the the, the chair. It's funny because Austin did not give enough time to let people realize it was Vince, I don't think, Mm. because at the exact second that Vince took the mask off of his face, Austin already had his ass over the other side of the barricade. Yep. But yeah. it, it seemed real, too. So I'm like, I'm okay with both. But everybody's like, who the fuck was it? Like, who really just hit him? Yeah, it was weird because nobody came after him to, to get him out of there. So yeah, it was you could figure it out real quick that it was, you know, part of the angle. But, yeah, and they basically, uh, you know, end with Austin being down. And uh, the Stooges and Dude Love being in the ring. But then uh, on the cock, you get extra attitude, which I'm guessing is, you know, what happened after the show went off the air or if they ran over. Uh, oh, I was, was toothless. What happened? Yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, the Stooges and Vince and Dude are celebrating in the ring, and Austin clears the ring and chases Vince to the back. That's really it. Meh. Yep. Oh, well, we are on the way to Over the Edge, which is the pre-anniversary. Never mind. But yeah, uh, Over the Edge 1998 is coming up very soon with Austin and Dude Love. And, you know, some things like certain matches, you're you're like, "Ah, it's a fucking nightmare. It looks like a nightmare. Seeing Austin and Foley again, to me, seems like a little bit of a nightmare. But if it's written well enough and it's done right, it could be great and you may watch it again. Right. I can't say that that is exactly my sentiment for today's movie of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I've got three words for you. 
What the fuck? <laughs> okay, look it. I'm going to let ODM take the, the reins on this in just a moment. But yep, look it. Sometimes I can say, hey, you know, I didn't watch No Country for Old Men. I haven't seen it, man. You know, we have ones that we've we've talked about. When we got to Nothing But Trouble, I believe it was right around that time. Mm. Yeah, made me think about you it. You said, I got something I got to throw in there for you. Which is crazy because Worm Guy reminds me of Bobo and Little Devil. Um, but I, I was like, okay, all right, I'm gonna. You're like, I'm gonna put a movie in there. And this past week, you sent me it, and you go, just, I got it for you. Here's a link. Watch it. Okay, I'm in. <coughs> the movie is from 1993. Title: Freaked. I'm going to give you a little bit of people who are in the cast. I'm not going to be able to get everybody by name. I'm going to give you who they are as to who they are to me. Most notably by, uh, we'll say, seniority of most notable people in this movie. Mr. T. (laughs) Again, I'm going to let ODM get into that for you. Next up, Randy Quaid. You know, Cousin Eddie. And Bobcat Goldthwait, who to me, you know, he was Zed in Police Academy. He was also in Blow for a couple of minutes. I can't feel my face. I mean, like, I feel it, but I can't really feel my face. And to round it all off, let me ask you, any of you guys out there, any of you guys or girls fans of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Remember Keanu Reeves? All right, this is the other guy. (laughs) That's who I know him as. The other guy. This guy might as well be other guy from Blank Man. I still don't know what this fucking guy's name is. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) All right. Now, I got to say, the logo I had, it was my background earlier. That's the ending. I actually saw the ending at some point where it reveals and it's like, oh, shit, it was just a shitty lighting thing. But let's. Oh, God, are you going to break down everything in the movie? Because I don't even know where to fucking begin. And this thing was a mind bastard. Fuck. It was just so weird. The more I watched it, I was like, I am going to curse this son of a bitch out. But here is the best part. You ready? Before I even begin. I'd watch it again. <laughs> I'm like, I kind of want to watch it again. All right. Breakdown. Freaked. Oh, God. I it, This this movie. I, I just think I think it was so silly. It was it was funny. You couldn't help but laugh. Uh, so the other guy, we'll call him, uh, his character, uh, Ricky Coogan, is this big movie star. And he works for this heartless company, EES. Everything except shoes. <laughs> And they want him to go. Which to... I thought the word C going backwards was going to be a thing, but right. nope, never no. mind. It was just still everything except shoes. So they're going to send, they want to send him to South America to to help be a spokesperson for their new chemical, Zygrot 24 or some shit like that. I think it's Zygrot 24. And he's hesitant and he says, all right, fuck it, I'll go. So he's on a plane with his best buddy. He, he pulls a prank on the, he's chasing around the stewardess. He's got a hand coming out of the zipper of his shorts. <laughs> 
<laughs> he Classic. slaps the lady in the face. <laughs> That's my move. That's my move. You stole it. <laughs> it was so great. Because he just like, he just goes, eh, and he just flicks it. <laughs> it's so great. This dude's dying over here. This movie gets better <laughs> slash worse. Go ahead. And then who was the fucking stewardess? It was fucking, um, oh, <clears throat> oh my God. Who the fuck was in, uh, oh God, Florence something. I don't know. The amount of cameos in this movie was ridiculous. Oh my God. Yeah. Bob Villa was in it. <laughs> oh my God. You so, ever seen the movie Hard to Kill? Morgan Fairchild. Steven Seagal? Yes. Yep. Morgan yes. Fairchild. Yes. Uh, the guy that, and you could take that to the bank. That's the main guy that's like running all the dummies in the oh, corporate Dick thing. Bryan. That's him. Like, it, yeah, like there's so many, like there's so many random people in right. this movie. But please, I want you to try to explain this movie. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you what. You know what? It's a thesis, but you have to do it in 30 seconds. Explain this movie. I want to hear you explain it in 30. Do seconds. it like I did with Walking. Or try Paul. to. Uh, they land. No, no, I, we're going to explain it, but I want to see yeah. how you explain this movie. Okay. They land. He sees a hot girl, the main character, Ricky Coogan, the, the douchey movie star. He sees a hot girl, but she's protesting Zygot 24. He pretends to be hurt. Uh, says, uh, okay, let's take a ride uh, to the protest spot. We'll give you a ride. So they start driving her. She starts making fun of Ricky Coogan, not knowing it's him. He tears off the bandage, exposes himself. They see signs for a freak show. Let's check out the freak show. Okay, meet Randy Quaid, who runs the freak show. I'm going to turn you guys into freaks. Turns them into freaks. They meet the rest of the freaks. Turns out Randy Quaid's working with Dick Bryan and EES and Zygrot 24. They get free. Uh, yeah, most of them anyway. And we'll leave it at that because we want. We, I don't want to kill spoilers either. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, okay, yeah, let's back up. So, I there's the stupidity. I mean, it's jokes that are calling out their own jokes for being dumb. <laughs> like an example is Randy Quaid. Everybody's trying to be quiet and they're trying to be sneaky. And they knock over this one thing. A styrofoam cup hits the ground. Styrofoam And from cup. like the, yeah, from like the opposite side of the entire land inside the house, he goes, styrofoam cup. It's horrible. You ever watch the show Stella or uh, Wet Hot American Summer, shit like that? That's what this reminds me of is dumb. Airplane. Dry humor. Yeah, dude. It's It was it was pretty good. All right, it was it was bad and good. And the best part first is man, I can't believe how many times this season, which by the way I didn't mention earlier, today is the 36th episode of the Never Ending Season 5. This is our most episodes in one season. You assholes better be enjoying this. <laughs> I wish that could have been the name of the episode. But <laughs> for the second time this season, and maybe in an only like about a two-month span, Blossom is being brought up. I brought up Joey Lawrence from Blossom about maybe uh, a month or two ago, and you said, man, you know what? I got something else, and I think Freak came into this because the brother, Tony, 
in Blossom, who plays like an alcoholic who goes to AA, all that shit. He's part of the conjoined twins in this movie. Just random. Mr. T plays the bearded lady. <laughs> I didn't stutter. I love it's so it's so random and weird, but it's fantastic. But the best part is I'm gonna say right now is the Friday the 13th original callback ending. Fantastic. Way to end it. Brooke fucking Shields. That's great. So at the beginning, they're flying. They're, they're showing, he's starting to tell his story. And he's like, so we jumped on a plane to South America. And Brooke Shields' character, she does. she's the talk show host. She goes, oh, what movie did they show? He goes, Blue Lagoon. She goes, oh, I heard that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know and are not for, in your 40s, Brooke Shields was in Blue Lagoon. Yeah. Dude. Fantastic. I think they did a great job with this movie. I I didn't... It's... The reason it probably is not more well-known is all the weird... Low budget. Not gory, but like weird-looking... Gross stuff. Freaks. Toxic Avengers almost. I mean, shit, just... Just uh, the main guy alone, other guy. I mean, he's got a lot to look at. When he gets all mad, he starts like pussing. Pussing? Yeah, it's so gross. Yeah, it's fucking gross. It's really gross, man. But at the same point, I was like, I'm going to keep watching. And then you got the Jamaican eyes. The eye and eyes. Oh, my. Jesus. All right. So if you guys want to, YouTube, we're giving it to you. We're letting you know. Go ahead. YouTube the movie. It's so bad. Freaked. It's not on any streaming services. That's how bad this right. movie is. <laughs> it's so bad. It is free on YouTube on some and random guy's fighting. account. Nobody's gonna sue him about it. Nobody. <laughs> YouTube's gives a like shit. ah. <laughs> That's hysterical. Oh my god! It's. I'm going to go watch it again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mark Fantasia. I am the professor. I appreciate you guys being here each and every week. Next week is episode 37, and we're going to be back with a top topic so big that we can't even bring it up right now. And we're also going to be talking about the Monday Night Wars. We're going to be talking about, well, any news that's leading up to Double or Nothing, as well as Night slash Clash of Champions. And who knows what else may happen, because well, next week, you know what else happened next week? Something happened that day in history. Ladies and gentlemen, he's ODM. He's got five words. Becky Lynch's titties running dry. <laughs> <laughs> the milk's gone bad. <laughs> The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks.
I think we go without the backgrounds. So let's find out. Give me a fuck this bug. Fuck you, bug. All right. Give me a clap. In three, two, one. <laughs> We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> Dickhead. If I need it in the morning or the middle of the night, ain't too proud to beg. Oh, you're loving a strong hate you got it going on. Ain't too proud to beg. No, no. If your dick's sagging or you're rock hard, ain't too proud to beg. All right, then. Not familiar with that song? Uh, if that was a parody or I just don't remember the lyrics, I don't know. <laughs> If that was a parody. <laughs> it's a great answer. No. Uh, Salt and Peppa. I don't know why it's in my head right now. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. I'm familiar with the song, just not the lyrics, apparently, because I couldn't tell. <laughs> I ain't too proud to beg. It's a shout out for Nightwing. Hey, man. All right. <laughs> Look at it. It's not my fault he's black on the I, show. I, I mean, I. I, I <laughs> you could have went with Poison by Bell Biv DeVoe, you know. Wasn't really a fan of Bell You know what oh, I I am a fan of? of here. Nah, fuck them. You know who I was a fan of? Boys to Men. Oh fuck! Oh my god! Yeah, dude. Oh, I'll make love to you all goddamn night long. I'm bended knee when the water runs dry on an end, on an end of a road. Oh, all the way down in Motown, Philly. Boom. I just named a bunch of <laughs> yeah, Boys to Men songs. <laughs> no, but. Color me bad. I want you to know I do it all for love. You don't like Belle Biv DeVoe, but you like CMB. Oh, yeah. You fucking. I want to sex you up. Mm. (laughs) All night. The one dude that looked like he had a skin condition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so did Seal, but the motherfucker won a lot of Grammys. (laughs) Jesus Christ. <laughs>